0: Or listening to Not Many of You Should Become Teachers, a podcast that explores the world of K-12 education as it intersects with the Christian faith. You might call us extreme moderates, we're skeptics who try not to be cynics and are allergic to cheap rhetoric. Welcome to the show. You know, Dave, 22 episodes is pretty good. I think I'm pretty impressed with how how this season's gone. I don't know how you feel. We sit back here in our studio, and it's uh, just
1: like it was when it first began. Uh, we we don't have guests this time around. We're it's just you and me, the two uh, mugs full of tea, and uh, some microphones to reflect. But uh, it's been it's been good. I, I was about to say it's been a good semester. We've done about a semester length, approximately, yeah, worth of uh, worth of episodes.
0: Yeah, no, I think that it's been really cool. Um, to learn from a lot of different people, some colleagues, some not, and uh, just to continue this conversation, which really is our mission, to open up this faith and learning conversation, to seek excellence in Christian education, and to um, to wrestle with uh, the mysteriousness that comes with faith and learning is there's no... As we've been very unprescriptive, there is no formula, there is no um, cookie cutter um, Christian graduate, um, and how that's something that we don't want. And it's just been, it's been really valuable in a lot of ways. I think um, for me to just uh, continue to reflect and continue this conversation, it's been good. And I think for us to to hear. Diversity of
1: voices. We've had many different guests. A lot of them have been our colleagues and, and connections we have. I think that's only natural as we as we begin and sort of uh, branch out a, a little bit from there. But just amazing to hear everything from our current colleagues to um some current students that was a
0: big surprise we're going to talk about some of the highlights that was definitely a highlight
1: but uh yeah current students that's a demographic we didn't expect to be to be reaching with the podcast but that's that's amazing and of course um our alumni uh, network as well students that are uh, former students and uh, to hear here, where they're at, and then thoughts as well. Uh, we, were, I literally, as I was coming into uh, to the studio classroom here today, ran into uh, a couple other alumni. They were visiting uh, Mr. Duick Senior. They were visiting next door, and I mentioned, "Well, I, you know, great to see you guys. Got to got to head off do a podcast." Oh, I, we've heard of
0: that. Yeah, we've heard of the po- so, uh, it's out there. Yeah, no, it's good, and uh, and it's continuing, getting ready for. Um Season two, which actually now is probably a better time than any, lest someone doesn't actually listen to the entirety of this podcast, but announcing that uh, we are going to be starting our summer school season. So this is our season, first season, season one, but we're going to be starting a new season for our summer school, and that's going to be on July 1st. So there's going to be about two weeks when there's no episodes, but July 1st, we're coming back with some summer musings about faith and learning. Um Yeah, maybe wear our sunglasses, go record at the beach, just uh, enjoy summer school.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can uh, have a quick change of pace. Um, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like. I think we're kind of open ended on that, mm-hmm. but we would like to keep the ball rolling and get get right into season two. Uh, keep the conversation going. But yeah, it is it is summer, and and I think we can we can broaden out in in some different ways.
0: Totally, we're, we're looking forward to that. And we, yeah, I guess for me, I'm just thinking about here we are at the end of season one, episode 22. and We just want to. I think we're thankful to the people that are tuning in every week and. And uh, our um, thoughtful listeners, and maybe if this is your first time listening to the podcast, like, hey, you got two weeks off to catch up? Just kidding. You can really join in wherever, and it's uh, it's really good to have uh, lots of ears for this important conversation. So over the course of 22 episodes, or I guess 21 and a half episodes as we're recording right now, uh, there have been some real... Um, memorable moments, I think we'll say. Just moments that probably we're never gonna forget um, producing this podcast, uh, or producing this podcast. And I think that it's right that we kind of go back over them, reminisce a little bit, don't you think? Have a bit of a laugh and uh, see where we've been. Let's do it. Okay, so I think the first thing that we need to um, remember, when this must have been episode, oh, let me look, episode, it was one of the episodes with my dad. Oh, it's the first one. It's episode eleven. Okay, episode eleven. Problem and of faith. In this episode, um, Irv Duick or Duick Senior, he is talking about. Um, Marcus Borg, uh, which which I guess now bring this up, we we talked about how every time we mentioned Marcus Borg on this podcast, that we're losing more and more listeners. You would you would always uh, Riley has this formula where um, somebody, whether it was me or even your dad
1: or uh, a guest of ours, would 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 name drop somebody, and
0: you would say, uh, you know, we've just lost. X percent of our listeners. uh, And it all depends on how confidently you say something like Marcus Borg or Rob Bell. Like if you say like, oh yeah, Marcus Borg. It's like maybe even 60%. So that's how you
1: would gauge the percentages. But if you go a little bit more
0: hesitantly, like maybe only 10. Okay. But yeah, he was talking about Marcus Borg and he mentioned these three Latin words that all had to do with um, faith and trust. And there was one that we just could not figure out how to pronounce and it wasn't even a difficult word but then we went to uh, an actual pronunciation guide and they gave us like this ridiculously Italian version of whatever this word was and then da- Irv had tried Fidelitas to s- yeah he tried to fidelitas. say Fidelitas but it just did not end <laughs> up the way it would. and
1: all three of us no. are just you know falling over our microphones trying to pronounce this yeah, uh, this word totally let's listen in
2: statements we subscribe to uh, there's also the idea of uh, trust uh, which in Latin is fiducia, the idea that uh, we are leaning against, uh, we are trusting, and and it's not so much uh, that we are giving credence to a set of beliefs, but it's uh, a matter of giving ourselves over to. It's not just our mind, it's our being.
1: You've got to give us the the Latin of that third one,
2: <laughs> I feed, feed I don't know It's all good I, I don't how we gotta fidelis- edit this.
1: <laughs> Fidelitas? Yeah
2: Fidelitas? Fidelitas. Fidel- yeah. yeah.
1: But uh, well because i am going to say I should I'm, redo that one. We're gonna edit No it's oh, it's good. No, because what I was gonna say is and this is hilarious this is Riley's yeah. amazing editing, is I'm definitely going to be hashtagging all of these Latin terms uh, into our, into our post. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> I wanted to hear it with, with the gravitas Fid- of your... Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fidi- Let's look it up. Let's look it up look for... How uh, to pr-
1: look up how to pronounce. Latin. I, I think it's fidelitas.
2: Fidelitas.
0: Male... F- Fid-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put that oh, into get, the audio. Get that, again. <laughs> get that in the audio.
2: Fidelitas. We were way off. <laughs> okay, Fidelitas. <laughs> yeah. the, thir- oh, that, the third one is Fidelitas. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's start again. Let's not do it. Yeah. No, it's so good. <laughs> we need some of that you need silly to cut music. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to put it all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The third one is Fidelitas. Uh, very hard to... <laughs> The third one, faithfulness, or Latin fidelitas, uh, is being faithful, and it gives the idea of faithfulness <laughs> to oh, a person. Man. Uh, oh, there. I still, I still—that
0: is the highlight. That <laughs> people they like. Oh, what have you really learned from? <laughs> what do you learned from your faith and learning podcast? <laughs> we, we don't like, know how, how to pronounce Latin.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man.
0: Oh man. Do you want to talk about Ron?
1: <laughs> oh. <clears throat> there was another there was another moment it wasn't in the list here that that we made. I believe it was the first episode. It must have been one of the first times you and I were sitting at this table talking and it was uh I'd said something off air. And uh, then you said, A- as you said, Dave, I'm
0: going to take your words. Yeah, and then, I borrow your words. And you, you're going to borrow my words. I, just, I was happy to feed it to you, but that was uh, that was always good. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I don't mean to be stealing your words here, but I'm going. But to. I'm going <laughs> to take them. Yeah, so. that was we were talking about the Jesus is my boyfriend um, genre. I must have been graduating out of faith or skeptics and cynics. Yeah,
1: early, before. early on. Yeah, yeah. but let's uh, let's talk about uh, oh the. Probably the highlight of watching yeah. watching the sound waves as, as this is being recorded and uh, Ron Maitland, our very last
0: guest last yeah. episode 21 he didn't think it could get any better and then all of a sudden we had Ron on all
1: of a sudden happened. his his explosive boisterous laughter just off the charts <laughs> and uh, next next level kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> oh so, my God it was just it was just these spikes. He's oh, harsh spikes! And right when you thought that it couldn't get it any <laughs> oh. more intense, oh, there it is! Yeah, that's right when you thought it couldn't get any more intense, it does. He's just bringing. Oh, it. we love Ron and uh, just that energy.
1: I, I mean, just in terms of reflection, uh, this goes back to that early, earlier part we were just saying about the diversity of of voices that we've had on here Mm -hmm. and i love the the energy the enthusiasm um even the optimism i mean i think um even ron was kind of like one of his eyebrows went up when we said we're you know skeptics and not cynics i mean i don't think either of those two labels um would stick to ron and yet he he brought some powerful um thinking
3: oh yeah in the conversation totally let's see if we we gotta find that moment. It's fun. I, I, again, I grew up with an amazing father who I I watch. I grew up in an environment where I watch. We'd have one, two, three, four hour ba- like uh, that baptisms. i hundreds of people being baptized. Like how long were they holding them down for? My days. <laughs> It was sinful <laughs> Long time, <laughs> yeah, the environment I grew up in i just i, I was used four. to that seeing <laughs> four, four hour baptisms, yeah. take me yeah. to the water, yeah. uh, over and over again, and it was it was great don't, don't, um but i I don't know how is it I missed this. I missed the idea of what you just said mm-hmm. um i don't know if I call you Riley or Mr i i i i i I missed that it was only mm-hmm. I went to a catalyst event in Atlanta. I actually meant to say this near the beginning of this podcast. I went to a Catalyst event in Atlanta a few years ago, just a handful of years ago, and I sat in three rows back with my mouth open the entire time, (laughs) right? 14,000 leaders from all over the world were there. It was John Maxwell that owns the event, and it was for people age 40 and under. Uh, I was 41, so I kind of snuck in there. (laughs) and uh, I just remember hearing what you just said, Literally it felt like For the first time The idea of restoration The idea Is that, that If you ask people What's the gospel And the idea of Not just sin And redemption But actually, that actually It started in the, in the Garden of Eden Shalom Wholeness Purity purpose And yes fall Then redemption and now we're in restoration so it's not about just simply church it's about kingdom it's not just about and uh, not just about going to church on a weekend but it's about these seven <laughs> channels of cultural influence that's so
0: good i just love it because yeah <laughs> he, he, you thought you thought he hit his peak but then nope there's more he's got more to bring i i love it i love it two three hour baptisms eh? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to picture that but that yeah, must uh, be a baptist Beautiful. Actually, it might not be at all, actually. Too funny. Beautiful. Oh, that's that's really rich. Um Do you have a timestamp for that? Sorry, I'll edit this mm. part out. But let me just see here. You'd say around.
3: I, I, saw, I missed that. It was only I went to and it was it was, it was great. Long, long. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> His was such a good episode. Uh 1520. He'll find it. 1520. Okay. Awesome. And then another good. Laugh like a good, good I moment find in our, that one. in our conversations. Um, we cannot forget this is and this is just like a nonchalant question we ask we always ask like oh who are you reading and when we had tessa and jacob on the current current uh, students current christian ed students uh they um i think jacob said that he was interested in reading c.s lewis i'm calling oh okay yeah cool c.s lewis he's a he's a good guy don't mind some some clive staples and then we asked tessa like oh who are you gonna what are you gonna be reading and then she just looks into the she looks at us and she's like uh the bible I think one of the things we can say at the end of of
1: season one here is we were actually tipped off that that joke was going to be planted into the <laughs> middle. Like, I had no idea what they were going to say, but uh, I like, w- just they're like, just
0: wait till you ask us what we're reading.
1: I know. I So we, we knew something was coming, but it still caught us off guard. I think that was that was what was so funny. <laughs> yeah.
4: So let, let me find it. So
1: steeped uh, in the Tessa culture. She
4: said that the bookstore online was getting giving away 10 times the reward points. It's in the Go plum points. It's 10 pl- times. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. And so she came up to me and asked me if I wanted any kind of books and I kindly rejected that offer. Um, but yeah, in May when we have a little after all our exams and we finish up and we have a little bit more time to read, I think I'm really looking forward to picking up that habit of reading again that I've kind of faded from or walked away from as through how busy we are with IB and like you mentioned in history class we're reading the history textbook you probably know what we're mainly studying and reading um, but other than that I think not a certain book but a certain author really like works with me and I think it is really popular among uh, students as well and teachers but CS Lewis um, does the not But his shorter books, the the ones about faith, those are I think a lot of them. They're so good in my opinion, Uh, and they're just talking about theology. And some of them, yet it brings it into the light of reality and how faith is affecting our reality in a sense. And so I think that that's one of my favorite authors. And I don't think I could pick a favorite book, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I can pick a favorite book: uh, the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> that was the she got me there. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> Yeah, because I came up to him earlier and said, oh, one of the questions is, who are you reading? And I'm not that big on the self-improvement genre yet. I'm not Mm -hmm. at that age. But I said, I would say the Bible. I hope it's not.
0: I love how it started as a laugh, but then you get to realize that it slowly progressed into this, oh, it's a bit of a beat go by. that's crazy. It just bubbled over. That was, uh, so those are some, some highlight moments, Riley, I can think of. And highlight episodes, like talking to current students, uh, talking to uh, Ron Maitland and, and her Duick, just oh, fabulous. Yeah, loved it.
1: Wind down season one, Riley. I think uh, it would be good to have uh, a little bit of brainstorming. Let's do a little on-air uh, planning. Maybe dreaming a little bit of uh, of where this this project with uh, some MacBooks and microphones might take us. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah, like a little on-air producers group meeting. Exactly, which we we totally have off air producers groups meeting. We
1: even publicly do. We do, and we, yeah. we publicly invited uh, Tess and Jacob were our uh, the, the first members. Yeah, the first
0: members of the producers group. It's fabulous stuff stuff to have. Um, but I think part of it is that we've just been really, imp- well, it's, Is it weird to be impressed with yourself? But I think we're just really proud of start having this conversation here and being able to c- continue it. And I think that that's something that for me like resonates with me deeply that here mm-hmm. in <clears throat> Here in Christian Ed, we, um, yeah, that's what we're doing, right? So being able to speak to that, speak to other people about that, um, is definitely something that I want to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking into the future, and then really finding those um, those areas where we can, um, where some skepticism needs to be prodding. Um, I think that's that's what I'm looking at, and then also getting some more voices. Like I think about some of the topics that we've just started to unravel that. Um, could continue to expand like I think about when we talked to Lisby about indigenous voices mm-hmm. and um, how it would ma- be amazing to continue that conversation um, about reconciliation uh, and how how big of a uh, a, com- uh, a topic that is to continue in faith and learning
1: well to that end I mean one of the members of our producers group actually gave us some feedback and 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 talked about how they would listen to an episode and be like Are you, just, you guys just started unpacking that like you know you need to do you need to do another episode on that or there, yeah. there's there's a whole series there that, that could come out so I think that's fair. Uh, we've, we've tried to, to move at a fairly brisk pace, you know, in, introduce a, a variety of things. Wide variety. Wide variety, keep to, keep to 30 minutes. Like we don't, you know, we're, we don't want these uh, two-hour podcast episodes. Um, but there, I think there's more to be done. So in that sense, and what I'm hearing you say is just because we've had somebody like Lizabee on to talk Indigenous uh, perspective and voice, um, we're not checking the box and saying, we've already covered that.
0: Totally. No, and I think in many ways, and we've, yeah, in many ways, we're just starting um, to dig in a lot of these things that are so, and we just get surface level. Like we we only get to the point where, like Elizabeth's, uh the, the Indigenous Reconciliation episode is an example that we just got to know her story, her approach, her perspective, and some of the authors that have, um, guided her in that way in terms of uh, recognizing reconciliation. Whereas you could take with that and then like like really dig deep with some of the stuff that um, those indigenous voices are saying to do a book club with Richard Twist or whatnot, to go deep, deep into what it is that we're saying. So I think what it is, we recognize that we are really at the surface level of a lot of these conversations that are really deep. Um, and in the spirit of, of R&D, see what, see what R&D. we did there. d uh, in the spirit
1: of thinking of that... Which stands for research and development. I just learned that today. Right. I, I taught you something off air and yes. you just took it again. Totally. So, nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but, but seriously, I, I think in the, in the spirit of, in the vein of skeptics, not cynics, even opening up some space to some competing voices. So, I'm thinking, for example, and and we're just dreaming aloud here. Topics such as indigenization and you know decolonizing education is um, it can can push some people's buttons and there can be resistance and pushback and I know there's to be talked about that um, I'm okay to go back into those. It, those spaces again, it would be artificial for us to sort of gloss over and say, no, we're charging ahead yeah. with this when um, there are, let's be real. There are wide swaths within Christian ed, just as there are within culture uh, more broadly that would, that would resist that. Mm-hmm. So it's not that trying to, trying to correct that we want to give, give voice and give space, but also maybe hear from, hear from those who uh, would, would want to put the brakes on that kind of stuff. Totally
0: totally um what is it that you see in terms of wanting to maybe go deeper um uh when you look into the future and what it is mm. that our conversation looks like like where is it that you want to where is it that it intrigues you or, or maybe what, what was the conversation that we started that you're like man we got to keep going there
1: well we've got uh, not to not to let too much out for uh past summer school when we get into season three but um chasing down following up uh some some conversations, not just with practitioners. I think this this is a podcast for practitioners. Mm-hmm. We are practitioners in Christian ed, um, but also thinking through. For example, this is me dreaming. We've had some conversations about um, guys like David I. Smith um, who yeah. are writing in the field. Um, it would be it would be great to 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 take it up to sort of that level and get some of those get some of those voices on here and, and reach out. Um, totally. Think, yeah, even um, thinking of um, schools of education, uh, we're in teacher training, um, that type of area. So, totally.
0: yeah, we think about well, we had Tristan on Tristan Weiss on our That's show, right. just looking at um, Christian education at higher level, essentially, and then looking at how higher level Christian education is training educators, which that's well, that's quite a sentence, but looking at that and how, how are we formed and how are we forming others and whatnot. And um, yeah, and, and how can we not be prescriptive in this way? Because we, if there's one thing that we've learned here is that there's never a just do this and it'll be fine thing. It just I think there's a lot of teachers out there that are saying like that, that might've might even listened to this podcast and say, would you just tell me what to do? And it's just never going to be like that when we're really asking the question of who do we want our students to be. That's very fair.
1: And I I think also there is the value of the fact that we are classroom teachers, you and I. And so um, in the proverbial trenches and we are we're living this stuff. This is this is in in effect our day job. Um, but also um, to recognize that I think there's there there's audience for this podcast that is probably beyond other classroom teachers. It was a surprise for us in, in one sense to, to recognize that there are uh, alumni and students that are interested just because it's it's particular voices that they know or they're supportive, etc. I think it can it could work other ways as well. Is there might be space in a podcast like this uh, for um, for people who are doing research yeah on the like w- like hello sign us up right like in, in that kind of sense and we're we're putting this stuff out there for free and we do that uh, we're quite happy to do that it's not about promoting ourselves and our own work but but we are trying to advance a broader conversation and it's it's happening in other pockets and maybe we're just trying to to link it
0: yeah, I totally agree. I, I see that you're looking at our audience and seeing, well, outside of practitioners, we have alumni and outside of alumni or even outside of practitioners, we have current students and outside of current students, we have alumni. And then you said, well, th- well, don't just go laterally, go vertically to research or, or higher education and whatnot. And I was just thinking culturally as well that we come from a very Canadian culture here. If you did not know that you've been listening to this, we are from the Lower Mainland of British Columbia in Canada. Some people don't even know what the Lower Mainland is. Yeah, we're near Vancouver. There you go. BC, not Vancouver, Washington. Much close-ish, but actually pretty far away we think about it, but I also realized that there's Christian education in other parts of the world. I do think that like, and I, I recognize in, that in, you in had a um, an experience um, or was it Redmond, Washington or Renton, Washington? Yeah. It? Redmond. Yeah. Yeah. Redmond yeah. That, that you were able foreign, to foreign like, foreign land. Yeah. Go and visit cr- Christian education. Just, well, just in the United States and seeing like, well, wh- what is the conversation like here? And uh, how can we, how can we learn from each other and whatnot?
1: I feel like we do need to give a special shout out to the listener or listeners in the u.s state of
0: virginia yeah oh this is embarrassing for me but i do i shout out is due so thank
1: you uh virginians uh who whoever you are tuning in but uh t-
0: tell a little bit about that right that was funny yeah i want to get the exact statistics okay. here hopefully people don't find this creepy that we're looking at where <laughs> can we imagine we we call it the exact city that you're living in no that's not we have your here. your home address your no home address the- no 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 um, but It we does do, say city, though, wh- of, of where people are listening. We do know that 12% of our listeners are from the United States, and a whopping 38% of those listeners are from Virginia. And I had never been to Virginia, and I, I did not recognize that Dave had been to Virginia, so I used our Twitter account. I just said, hey, this is pretty cool. Like, I didn't know that there were all the way on the east side of the United States that we have some listeners. Um, that's really cool. But meanwhile, they're probably just Dave's friends because Dave has actually been to Virginia. He has a license plate on his wall, uh, and it's something that I was able to learn about you <laughs> so that w- that was a beautiful
1: Twitter moment I think we had we had back and forth and uh, that's oh let's just put this uh, out there as well we could talk about Twitter and talk about, yeah, about social media um, yeah no the the Virginia connection is interesting and uh, I hope I'm not gonna lose a percentage of our viewers Riley I, I'll, I'll steal that from you um, I think I I, I Cracked half a joke about uh, these might be Liberty University students. Uh, Liberty
0: U. Uh, tuning Which I also in. didn't realize was in Virginia. It, I learned
1: that too. Lynchburg, Virginia. Yes. Um, that, that might be tuning in and uh, tuning out of uh, sort of uh, religious nationalism. But who knows? Um, not lots, of, lots of lovely folks and lots of great sp- spots. I, I highly recommend um, that you go to Virginia. Riley, there you go.
0: Yeah, I think next on my bucket list. Ooh, I was going to say something. Do we have any,
1: do we have any listeners outside of North America?
0: Yeah. The next outside is, uh, I I love that. Denmark. (laughs) One guy in Denmark. Less than 1% is from Denmark. That's the next, that's the next, uh, the Danes. The Danes. Love it. Totally.
1: Scandinavia. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, Twitter! Yeah, speaking of Twitter, um, that, that is the major way to get in touch with with us. Like, if, like I'm just trying to think if you want, like, if I wanted to and continue to engage in this conversation, which we are doing, it is on Twitter outside of this podcast. And something that I have quickly quickly realized is that um, either a there are not many teachers from Christian institutes that are on Twitter. Very hard, to or find. or that are
1: participating in a, in so a faith and learning conversation. That was conversation. the
0: second question. Yeah. Was or they're on Twitter and they have? I don't want to use the word secularized, but they have they, they've opted to not necessarily engage in the faith aspect of their work online. Which for what I, maybe some people may have good reasons for doing that, but for me, I'm just like. I'm in a, I'm dying here. I'm like, come on, like, how are we going to continue this conversation if, if I don't see what, what teacher is doing in, in their classroom and, and outside of our school and outside of our province all over the world using the internet. So I found that frustrating, like in, in order for us to move forward, I, I would really like to connect with even more Christian educators, um, specifically through social media. Yeah. I, and I think,
1: uh at first glance, I mean, my, my own skepticism even about some of those claims might be: well, maybe we're just out to lunch. Like maybe we're not actually finding. Uh, maybe these. Maybe there's a better podcast out there or something. But, but Riley, I know you you're quite savvy on, on different platforms and. If it's out there, I'm, I'm fairly confident you would be finding it, so.
0: Yeah, I've seen hashtag Christian Ed or Christian EDU. I've found some people okay. in Colorado that use that hashtag. We use the hashtag faith and learning. So there really isn't like a, not to be expected, but there isn't like a, a centralized conversation space yet. Um, so, and it's a tough bulldozer to plow, to try and say like, okay, we're gonna start this online community that, um, that we're, we're, we're just tiny if we, we think about it. But here we are, hashtag faith and learning.
1: Again, just brainstorming uh, on, on air here. There is a, a fairly sizable segment of former Christian school students um, who had negative experiences, I think just to acknowledge that. Yes. Um, that does exist,
0: um, and it's quite large. I've actually, um, I found more like stop Christian Ed hashtags before I found like actual yes. hashtags about Christian Ed. So
1: in, in in one sense, I think, well, I'll put it this way, we have our work cut out for us in, in the sense of being positive contributors to um, the the... the understanding the merits of what it is we're doing but i think having a sensitivity to uh the fact that there's there's been abuse there's been um people have been, i mean let's call it what it is people have been damaged by um versions of christianity in in schooling and education environment so we don't want to paint with broad brushes and and it's really easy for people to um, to sort of label all Christian schooling uh, as one thing or the other. So um, I think we need to we, we tread carefully, but but we are we are seeking right, like we're we're trying to find that and and hopefully be contributors positively to um, to what faith and learning can be, not just what it can be, what it should be. podcast that we started. Um, we've talked about some of the highlights of uh, ha- some, some laughs and some funny moments making the podcast. In in the actual vein of Faith and Learning, what would be some highlights or what what is a highlight for you um, over the past 22 episodes and what you've been thinking about?
0: Yeah, well, since starting the podcast, Faith and Learning is something that I've begun to think about even more than what I had already been doing in, in the fall, but thinking about how I want to be skeptical and not cynical. How I want my students to be inquirers, and yet I want to be construct uh, constructivist, a uh, construct uh, constructionist. We better get your dad in here to help you pronounce that. Yeah, I want to. I want to, these students to construct in their middle years. You know what I mean? Like, and we had talked about how. Um, Richard Rohr once mentioned that actually um, the Christian churches that are very liberal are very poor at constructing because they never want to construct the wrong thing. But then the, the, um, the conservative churches are very good at constructing because they, they know very vividly what the right thing is and they can construct. So I, I don't want to be, I don't want to um, stop my students from playing with Lego pieces. I want them to be inquirers and I want them to build their faith um, but I don't want them to necessarily just take everything at face value either. So I've been thinking about what does that mean in my grade six classroom, and to some extent, am I overthinking things? Are you thinking like, oh, um, Riley, you're you're overdoing things. Like you're making students too skeptical. They're gonna be they're gonna become atheists, which I would really hope that um, as I model my own faith in my classroom, I would, I would so hope that, that would be the last thing healthy. that would happen um, from my own catalyst uh, teaching, but. Um, just recently we started a unit in my class and it was all about writing your faith story or as some might call, your, your testimony. And I was hesitant to do this unit as first because sometimes testimonies or faith stories are all about that moment that you accepted Jesus into your heart and you accepted your free ticket to heaven or, or whatever it is. Some call that decisionism. Yeah, decisionism. I, I, I've never heard that but I love it. And I, I just didn't want um like, as much as I understand the the moment of turning to follow Jesus is a, tr- is a turning point, to use historical language, but um, I didn't want to people just talk about when they were four years old, I follow Jesus, and now I don't use swear words. That's just not what I want in my classroom. It's just not authentic. So for me, I, I formulated it all around the idea of following Jesus, that like, well, when were you first introduced to Jesus? Because when, and when did you decide that that's what you were gonna do. You were gonna follow Jesus, that this is the way that you've decided. Um, when When did your faith in following Jesus become real? Because we talked about how Jesus came and showed us a way of life, that the early Christians were known as following the way. They weren't in a religion or just going to church they were in a way. So when did you decide that this was going to be real for you? Or, or have you decided that maybe this isn't real for you or are you you still waiting and saying that that's okay? And that I had um, just an amazing response. Obviously I had students that they were like, yeah, like I, I learned about Jesus since I've been four years old and I, I asked Jesus into my heart to use that language um, at this age. And you know what, it really became real for me last year when there was a chapel speaker that said this, that, and the other, or X, Y, Z. And I and I praise God for that, that the, there are people that are deeply convicted by the ways of Jesus and they've repented from their ways. And they said, Jesus, your way is better than my own way. And I, I think that's beautiful. But I had uh, six students that had come to me in, in, com- like, in confidence saying, Mr. Duick, this, is not for me. So like some would say, well, I, and I wanna differentiate because some would say like "Hey, I'm totally not convinced that Jesus is the best way to live. I'm totally not convinced that he's Lord. I'm not sure if I believe in God. And they came to me and they just said like, hey, Mr. Duke, how do I write it? How do I write my faith story if this is what I'm thinking? And I was just so, sh- like, not shocked, but like I'd given the precursor saying like, hey, if this isn't you, that's totally fine. But I also recognize that there's a lot of conformity going on in Christian schools. Mm-hmm. And these kids just decided not to conform. They were gonna tell the truth and be honest. And I was so proud of them for And you're working that. with, how old are the students? 11 and 12 year olds. Yeah, wow. So some of them were saying saying straight up like, like, this is not for me. And for me, I like... I'm not gonna yell at them and say like, how could you think that? There's this and this and this. That's not the point because you know, you need to experience something to have faith in it. And I think that as, as the, I would pray that as this person continues to go through school and they see faith modeled in more and more teachers that they would see that like, yeah, you know what, Jesus Christ is the way, but at this point for them to be vulnerable and to have that rapport with them, it, may, it brought me to tears that at recess that, that time, I was just thinking like, you know what? I'm not crying because these students are hellbound. I think that's, that's, um, that's weak because we have so much more to live for than something like that. I was just in tears because I knew that I'd created a relationship Mm -hmm. with these students that they felt comfortable to come and tell me that. So there were those students and in, in the sixth and then also in the sixth there were some that said, you know what, Mr. Duck, like I go to church every Sunday and I've been learning about Jesus since this and my parents are Christians, but you know what? It's just not real for me yet. Like I'm fine with being a nice person, but when you talk about that you do this because you follow Jesus, like I'm just not there yet. And I'm actually just waiting for it to become real. And I'm like and I'm like, Yeah. Let's recognize that. Let's recognize that maybe we're still waiting and maybe what we're waiting for isn't what we're looking for. Because sometimes we say like, yeah, I'm still waiting to, uh, I'm still waiting to, have that moment in chapel where I start crying and repenting you know what I mean that doesn't happen for everyone and and it doesn't have to so that I get to have this conversation with students and say well hey what are you looking for that that you're waiting for so it says oh I'm waiting for like a mystical experience and I say okay well you know what that might happen but in the same case not everyone is given a mystical experience to convince them that God exists
1: what teachable moments you've you've been given because you've cultivated relationship totally that's that's, that's beautiful and
0: I was thinking about that because we we, we talk about like oh you know best teachers are relational teachers and i and i agree we got to build a relationship but here's where faith and learning comes in that it's not just like oh your students are going to remember you because you were so nice to them and you connected with them but i'm thinking now actually that is crucial to their spiritual formation so he, us as christian educators we are not just good nice teachers because that makes good teachers because that turns us into buzzword pedagogy with prayer in the morning which for me it's just the antithesis of what we should be. Instead, it becomes we are, we are kind and um, relational teachers because we care about these students' spiritual growth. Mm. That was a long babble, but I've been thinking about that for a while. But I, I am curious, Dave, um, since starting this podcast, or even this year, what has been a highlight for you in terms of uh, faith and learning in your own practice?
1: This podcast has given me as I'm sure it has for you, giving me a, a, an outlet or a, a a space to to publicly. This is very public, very. but it's to to publicly reflect and to actually live out, or to use a, a metaphor that's getting really tired at times, to journey with students, mm-hmm. um, but to do it to do it alongside them. So when we when we talk about being skeptical but not cynical—that's um, that's something that this podcast has been has been uh, birthed out of experiences and dispositions that you and I both have, and we've experienced in our own classrooms and teaching, and even in our own spiritual formation. That's something that I I I have lived in sort of in front of students. Mm-hmm. And this has is, this is, um, um, been provocative in some ways. I mean, in one sense, we're, we're producing it and it's just a, a reflection out uh, to, to all of our listeners of what we're doing. But in another sense, I'm hearing voices. So when we, not hearing voices. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, God, is that you? Yeah. Um, no, but I am I, hearing from people who have voices uh, at our table when we interview them. That challenge me in my in in my own thinking, my own practice. This is not just confirmation bias. I think maybe that's where I'm trying to go with this. Yeah. This is not just about let's just get my friends, let's just get our buddies on here and all talk about the same same thing. Oh, totally. We're extreme moderates, not extreme. I won't fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, censored. Yeah. you see, you see what I'm saying. Absolutely. So this has this has allowed for that to happen in real time. Um, I'll just make sort of a, a general comment even just about the pacing that that we've done. Um, Riley, you've done a fantastic job of doing a lot of sort of the background research on starting a podcast and sharing that with me. I do what I can. You do what you can do. And one of the things uh, like around um, pitfalls is just about the the rate of publishing, and I'm 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 proud of the fact that we've we've stuck to and been very consistent in having a weekly publishing. So even just the pace of it, um, at times we felt the bottleneck. Um, we even texted each other this past week and said, uh, you know, recording date for this episode, we gotta bump it. Bump it. Um, but we're th- that flexibility. So it's it's just been actually rolled into um, to use you know teacher talk right. Um, rolled into my own professional development.
0: Yeah, but almost like a crash course, kind of like here's faith and learning. Boom, Every and, week. and we're in
1: it, right? So, yeah. and um, just like the very best lessons or the very best units in our teaching are the ones where we're excited about the like. It's like I'm so excited to teach this lesson, or I, I'm, I'm, or you come off of it and you're, and you're just like, wow, that was that was awesome. I loved going on that journey um, with students. Um, I, I feel like that a lot of the time with this podcast. Mm. And, and so that, that's been a really positive thing. Just thinking through, um, some things that have happened in the, in the timeframe that we've been, been doing the podcast since January. Uh, you've interviewed me and, and asked me about some of the stuff and we, well, we've interviewed each other, um, talking about various things and different, um, professional development things, different, um, spiritual, uh, growth areas, things like the evolving faith conference that I was yeah. at, um, starting seminary simultaneously with this podcast. so there's there's all these little little pieces and, and one of the voices've he's been mentioned on this podcast before maybe throw this back into the R&D um, session It would be great to have him on here one, one time and, and interview him and, and hear from him is um, author and pastor Jonathan Martin. I just listened to um, Jonathan give a sermon. He'd stepped off a plane. He's just, just uh, co-founded and co- he's co-pastoring a new church in Oklahoma City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he'd stepped off a plane. He'd been in South Africa. Um, I've been—I've just been following him. He's been in, in Australia. Just different connections. And he was, yeah, he was tired, jet lagged, and uh, the filter was off a little bit. But he—he—he he, he preached a powerful sermon on deconstruction, which has been a, a sort of a, a catchphrase, a buzz phrase uh, around people dismantling. You talk about the Lego blocks, yeah. people um, deconstructing their faith, and. He is he's in and of that conversation for sure, but he he took it um, he elevated it, and he he basically was not afraid to call certain things out and saying you know you can't deconstruct forever. Mm-hmm. Um, deconstruction is also a, a a place of privilege. It's a, it's a privilege if you're not on the front lines, and I I don't just mean you know. Um, you know, fear of persecution, and that you know you're going to lose your life um, over your over your faith convictions. Um, but front lines of justice issues and 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 work like like actual in the trenches work. And we should we should make that connection that we are in the trenches, even in this suburban. The f- upper-middle-class yeah. Christian school. We're in the trenches. And so deconstruction, if all it means, and I'm quoting Jonathan here, right? He says, if all it means is we're, we're sitting around at Starbucks um, or in a pub and, uh, you know, taking apart piece by piece our faith, that is not enough. And uh, so th- there's, there's that luxury component. So I've done my own deconstruction, uh, to use that language, uh, but at the end of the day, I wanna be for something. Yeah. I wanna be, mm-hmm. I wanna be,
0: uh you want to build something right like that's i don't know how you, you like that's you know i i just love what you just said because um i uh i also have had a lot of deconstructionist voices that have been in whether this podcast or a book or whatnot and is and as wonderful as that skepticism is um if we deconstruct forever uh and that's all we're concerned about when are we ever going to build something i was talking with a good friend and he says i'm here i'm in the kingdom and i want to build and I know that that can't be prescriptive like, okay, well, if you do this and if you love this poor person, then obvi- then the love of God will go this far or whatnot. But you know what? Mm-hmm. We're ready for Jesus to make a difference here. I think that that that's the one thing that you really hold on. That's a big Lego block. Um, mm-hmm. And I think actually, well, now thinking about moving forward, that's what I want to do with this podcast too. Let's build. Let's think about faith and learning. And as we take things apart, we build things up too. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am... I'm inspired, I'm moved, I'm I'm wrestling. And I think the faith and learning conversation is always a wrestling conversation. I still look back to our professional development day on faith and learning and how a lot of the other groups left um, looking at transition from middle school to high school math or middle school to high school science. And they're like, yeah, okay, we now know a lot better what we want our students to know. And the faith and learning group, we just left still like, yeah, like, what does this look like? What do we want our students to be? Because it is such a deep question. and. Um, it's been just a journey here, mm. twenty-two episodes, and and we want to thank well, I want to thank you, Dave, for doing this with me. It's been really great, and I think we want to thank the listeners that have been here. We want to thank everyone who's been on the show uh, this first season. It's been just fabulous.
1: I, I would also have to say, we, we need to thank the school we teach at. Yes, we do. That, uh, that did invest in us. Um, not only are we using their electricity right now, <laughs> um, but uh, part of the professional development budget to get some microphones to let this happen. Um, so this school has been, has been supportive in a sense of, of, of we're two teachers here and uh, sharing a lot of the stories from our experience.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah so here we are the end of season one and you know what um it's not ending here so we do want to let you know that in two weeks time hopefully or it you know what i'll let you are know. this is
1: bold that you're you're promising uh, we we have not yet produced this no we have uh, not so but uh, hold
0: hold an, uh, uh, let make me say it, public. it i'll say it a little differently just in case <laughs> um yeah this this is not the end uh more stuff is going on and uh, you can expect us to be right back in July with summer school. Summer school is gonna be sporadic just because it's the summer, how like you can't be too scheduled in the summer. But um, starting in July, we're gonna be having some more episodes. We're gonna keep going with the conversation. And then before we know it, it'll be a new school year and we'll be uh, running off again. Um, but if you wanna get in touch with us, you got to find us on Twitter. First off, you got to get Twitter. Christian teachers, you got to get Twitter. And you can follow us at NotManyOfYou. That's where you can get in our conversation. Uh, If you enjoyed today's episode, you can give us a five-star review, and you can hit the subscribe button to be notified about future episodes. In addition to that, we have a website. The website is NotManyOfYou.com, and you can find all of our episodes, all of our show notes, and soon to be all of our resources, uh, and anything else that you might need to do to get in contact with us there. So uh, be sure to swing by NotManyOfYou.com um big thanks again to our producers group we're just thankful that there's people that listen and say hey this part's cool what about this Um, we love conversations like that so thank you again what a wonderful season we'll see you in summer school bye